production of WordSouth and Pioneer Utility Resources. Story Connect, the podcast. Helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What are some things you can do to make sure you're not missing out on an important part of your audience who may not speak English? That's what we're talking about on this episode of Story Connect Podcast. My name is Andy Johns, your host with WordSouth and Pioneer, and I am joined today by Rolando Benitez, who is the member advocate for Carol EMC. Uh, Rolando, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, Andy, for having me. Uh, it's definitely an honor for me to be here. Uh, just very, uh, uh, it's my first one, so uh, just be gentle. There we go. Sounds good. Uh, I guess I should have said Bienvenido on the Nuestra Podcast, uh, because <laughs> as you as you listeners may guess from my 11th grade Spanish there, we are going to be talking about uh, Spanish outreach and how to reach folks who are not uh, native English speakers. And you guys have done some really cool things there at Carol EMC. I know you've been a big part of that. Um, but first, I wanted to start with the title Member Advocate, because, um, you know, you mentioned this is your first podcast. This is probably our first podcast interviewing somebody with the job title Member Advocate. It's uh, it's one I hadn't seen a lot, but it's one that I like. Tell us a little bit uh, about about your role and, and what that means. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yes, Andy. And uh, Member Advocate Carol EMC uh, utilizes that position basically to assist and help uh, our members uh, with various different needs. Uh, we, in the co-op world, we wear many hats. Uh, sure. I'm over our uh, water heater rebates, uh, our high energy, uh, energy audits uh, as well. Uh, and we also uh, uh, use that position to be able to uh, go to our local schools, uh, educate uh, many of our, um, uh, our, our students in our community uh, what a co-op is. A lot of people really don't know what the business uh, is. I certainly didn't, didn't when I was in, uh, in high school. Sure. Uh, and uh, just, uh, just, just to name a few things here, we, uh, we really do have quite a, quite a bit going on over here. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, it certainly does. Now, I met Rolando at the, um, the Georgia Association at GM. CSA or SCA uh, conference down there at Callaway Gardens. And, and we had a conversation back kind of in late fall, early winter of 2021. And we got to talking about um, some of the things that um, uh, that they've done to reach out to folks to, to be member advocates for folks who aren't necessarily the um, traditional English speaking um, uh, co-op member. And it's an area I know that um, that a lot of uh, folks who are uh, co-op communicators uh, have, have mentioned to me, you know, just the, the struggle that they know there's an important population out there to reach. Um, but obviously there's some language barriers. So tell me a little bit about um, kind of, if, if you go back to with Carol EMC, um, when did, when did folks start to notice or pay attention to, Hey, we've got a, a significant section of our membership that is not going to be able to read easily the communication that we're sending them. Uh, yes, Andy. And, you know, definitely I'd like to mention that this is something that's I'm very passionate about. It's very close uh, to my heart. Uh, sure. I uh, just to give you briefly a little bit of a history of uh, my positions here at Carol EMC. I started off in our construction uh, uh, department, uh, moved on to our member services um, there for about 15 years. I got a lot of experience, a lot of great experience there. 
Uh, moved to uh, our HR department for about three years uh, before actually accepting this position here, about uh, almost a year now. So I've been with Carol EMC uh, 20 years, uh, coming Good up on you. 20 years. So yeah, it's yeah. been, yeah, I got a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of um, uh, experience there. And uh, when we moved, when I, we moved here in, uh, to Carrollton, Georgia in 19, uh, um, uh, 1990, uh, we were one of maybe three families, Spanish speaking families in the area. Uh, we have seen the population uh, as other areas may uh, experience this, uh, has, have grown uh, quite a bit, and we have too as well. Uh, and being in member services has really helped me a lot to understand uh, what uh, the needs uh, of the Hispanic community are. Uh, I was the only, uh, at the for a long time, the only employed uh, uh, Spanish-speaking uh, person for Carol EMC. And many of times I was assigned other positions where I may be out of the office, at a district office, or be uh, out of town. And so when individuals would come in, you know, to get assistance that had, uh, you know, had some challenges uh, speaking the sure. language, they may even had, uh, uh, you know, they may even bring their children sometimes to assist or someone else to help them translate uh, and so forth. But one thing that I always uh, notice is that as soon as they were able to speak with me. They weren't just uh, initially, it started off by, hey, I want to pay my bill. And I had a question about it or something like that. And the rep just called me in. They talked about everything that they've had on their plate since they first became a member with Carol EMC. And so uh, they unloaded, you know, because they were able to actually see hey, well, number one, this person speaks Spanish. I want to be able to talk about everything while I have them here and so forth. So because of that, Andy, uh, some of the things and now being away from our member service department now for almost five years or so, um, you know, my heart is still with our, uh, that department member services. Cause I really loved being able to assist and help individuals in general. Uh, but in particular to also help those that, uh, those Hispanic, their Spanish speaking, uh, individuals as well. And so, we came up with an idea or I, I came up with an idea too about how can we try to educate the uh, Hispanic community or what can we do? What can we, how can we be proactive on that? And so we recently hired two Spanish speaking individuals. Uh, and so I was just brainstorming and just thinking, what can, what can we do? And one of the things that uh, came that I was thinking about was these videos uh, to it, not only to introduce ourselves to the community, uh, because we serve as seven counties. Uh, and so not only to introduce the community, who's, who we have here, who are they going to see if they ask for a Spanish speaking individual over the phone, or if they come in, uh, to see us. Uh, but I went ahead and made videos, separate videos, one speaking about, uh, prepay versus regular billing. So we, we provide prepay with our co-op and others as well, I believe, are doing the same. So that was one of the most common questions. Well, what's the difference between those two services? Uh, where can I pay my bill? Uh, how do I report a power outage? Um, you know, all these different things were the most common that we were that, that I saw and that uh, uh, our reps would bring up. And so we went ahead and, and did these videos. But not only did we post those on our website, uh, Andy, we went, I went ahead and got with a local uh, community leader here with a Hispanic community 
who has strong ties with quite um, with, a, with the Hispanic community and uh, her outreach is, uh, it, you know, it extends to almost all the seven counties that we service. So she, so we partnered up, we teamed up uh, with her. Uh, and so uh, I did also a little a live video with her uh, and we used those videos too as well. So that way she uh, could have that available and be able to share it with those, uh, the Hispanic community. So, and there's a lot to unpack there and it's, it's kind of like a three prong approach and I really like it. And thanks for the overview. So, I mean, the three basic things that you're, you're touching on, number one, you gotta, you gotta hire, you gotta have the staff, the resources folks that, that are able to speak the language. Second thing, you've got to provide the materials in, um, multi, uh, multiple languages. And then third, which I think is really important that I want to get to here in a minute is, it's not enough. Uh, I heard it said when, whenever you're talking about different groups, whatever that is, whether that's language or whatever, it's not enough just to invite them to your party. Um, you've got to go to their party. And it sounds like that out, you know, that outreach that you're talking about with the, the community leaders is, is important. And I do want to get to that. But when, when you're, let's go to the hiring part first, because I think you said that you were in um, HR for a little while. So, is it as simple as just throwing out there on your, um, on a member services, um, you know, job listing, um, you know, Spanish speaking required or, or preferred or something like that? How do you go about finding the right folks um, to be, like you said, so, you, there's, so there's not one person in the office is the only one who can, who can help folks. You want, you know, some, some bench depth and other folks that can, can do it so that it's not always falling on one person. Uh, that's a great question, Andy. And that was a challenge that we as a company have had in, uh, for, for quite some time. And, you know, I did think about that question, uh, or we've, I've had that question, uh, before, and I thought about it. And one of the things that I personally feel and something that, uh, one of my goals uh, for the next couple of years, uh, and that I'm also very passionate about here is to do the outreach or utilize, uh, the position to be able to go to the schools, to educate uh, sure. uh, our community at number one, what is a co-op? I mean, they, it, what are the job opportunities in that co-op? But one of the main things too, that, that I brought up to you before too, Andy, is that my long-term goal uh, right now that I'm, and I'm working with these schools, I have quite a bit of uh, made a lot of good connections. Uh, I've actually have uh, meetings already uh, to go to career days uh, not only, but I'm wanting to focus in on minorities for our construction field. Um, it, now, one of those things, and obviously that includes women too as well, uh, a lot of the co-ops probably have, may experience the same things that we do and that Carol EMC is 100% white male. And that's great. It's worked mm-hmm. in many, many, uh, uh, many ways, but um our ad administrative side is more diverse and we've seen mm-hmm. how that has benefited uh, our company. Uh, and we would, uh, and my goal, uh, is to long-term goal is to actually uh, do the same for our construction, uh, department. And so because of that, uh, being able to go out to the schools for career day, when I speak, I didn't going in there because we provide scholarships uh, as well for alignment. Right. Uh, so the initial, a meeting is set up for our linemen scholarships, talk about linemen. I, I'll bring in uh, one of our linemen to talk a little bit more about what they do and so forth. But 
that's the main uh, meat or the main body of that uh, of that meeting. But I do go on to mention other things too as well that are that's available uh, in in our in our field. And so um, I'm able to. I feel like educating uh, starting early uh, mm-hmm. is one way that um, that I feel that, that that's going to help us. Definitely. Now, the second piece of that is is the content and the you know getting the messaging and um, uh, that communication out there, whether it's print or digital, whatever the pieces are. Um, I know digitally, um, and we we have done podcasts and webinar before about um, uh, making sure that a website is built where it can be translatable, and um, you know the Google Translate does a pretty good job um, for by all accounts. Um, so, but if somebody's listening and they're saying, so to reach the Spanish speaking audience, whatever percentage of their membership that is, do I need an entirely separate parallel track of everything I do in English? I need to also do in Spanish in terms of all of my communication and collateral. How, how far have you guys gone? I know you said you have the video. Are there other pieces as well that, that you found have been important to do both or, or does everything, um, do you guys do everything in, in English and Spanish at this point? Uh, so we haven't gotten to that, that point yet, uh, Andy, but we, we've made huge strides in trying to reach sure. that goal. Um, our applications, which obviously that's standard, I believe most of uh, companies may have that already, uh, are English and Spanish. Um, uh, we do have, um, uh, Things set up on our website that um, have both as well. Uh, you know, we we've done quite a bit of things to. Uh, you know, obviously we we have to have things available in, in from the HR side of it as well. That's uh, both English and Spanish too as well. Um, but I know we can. Um, we're working towards improving on some uh, on some of those forms sure. too as well. And there's always, you know, there's always more to more to be done, um, for sure. So, um, on <clears throat> on the digital side, you know, when you mentioned sharing the videos, where where do people need to consider a separate Spanish, you know, social media outlets? Or uh, it sounds like you were putting those primarily on on your website where you had those. So once you had the content there, how mm-hmm. did you make sure that folks could find it? Yeah, so our communications department does a wonderful job too, as well. Not only did they put those and made those available using our our, our website, uh, we have a social media page. Uh, they're able to uh, blast those, put those all over the place too, as well. Uh, and obviously, using um, our connection with uh, the community Latino leaders uh, as well, having them. I, I think that was probably one of the biggest. Um, assets that we have being able to team up and partner up with them uh, because they were the ones that uh, are the trusted, you know, you know, uh, uh, leaders or or community leaders for, for the Hispanic uh, community. And, and really, I think that's what's really benefited us the most. For sure. Um, And and then that's, that's the third part is I wanted to be sure we do talk about that. Cause like, like I said, um, I've heard it said over and over again, when it comes to what, whether it's a DEI topic or whether it's a, um, you know, talking about reaching these other audiences, whatever it is, not, not just, you know, language barrier, but that, like I said, it's not enough to just invite them to your party and hope they show up. You've got to get into that community and show up and, and, you know, be an ambassador it sounds like that that you've you've done that. How do folks go about finding out where where they need to be? 
uh, well, in terms of, of other groups. And another thing that I was going to mention too, Andy, um, is how should I say this? But uh, I think what I have seen too as well uh, going into the schools. Um, I've only been at it uh, for seven months or so, something like that. So, and uh, but what I have seen is um, these minority individuals when they see someone, one of, and I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, but when they see me. Uh, mm-hmm. they see someone, you know, they can, maybe they can, re- that can relate. Um, sure. they, they tend to, um, uh, you know, perk up a little bit more, you know, really pay attention. You know, um, mm-hmm. I've, uh, these, uh, meetings have been done before, but it's, you know, I, they, they can't relate to the individual. They feel like it's not for them, but when I'm there and I'm, I'm so passionate about this, uh, Andy, I really, really want to get this out because working for a co-op, especially Carol EMC is one of the uh, best choices that I've ever made in my life. Uh, aside from, you know, marrying my wife, but <laughs> sure? got to get that <laughs> out there <laughs> just in case she listens. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But um, it is, I love working for Carol EMC. The opportunities that they have given me uh, are, man, I, I, I'm so excited to, to be a part of this. I love what I do here. Uh, to be able to um, uh, to go out and, and do these outreach programs um, has really meant a lot to me. Uh, and from what I have seen already, uh, the faces, the communicate, speaking with the students, uh, it, it's I don't know. They just uh, uh, they I, I think like I mentioned, they they can re- you know they can see someone that relates to them. You know. Yep. So. That might be a little challenge if, if they cannot, you know, you can, I mean, they, you could have someone that's a presenter come in and, and, and I've seen it before and, and give presentations and done various different things, done way better jobs than I have, uh, but for whatever reason, they may not be able to connect as well, you know, so may, I don't sure. know if that kind of answers or helps you a little bit there. No, that's good. Well, the last question that I had for you, if we're, um, you know, if there's somebody who's listened to this and, and whatever, um, percent of their audience, um, whether it's Spanish or whether, you know, I know there, there are other areas where, um, you know, we were talking to co-op out in West Texas where they have a, um, you know, for whatever reason, a, a large immigrant population from, um, one of the African countries that speaks, you know, a, a different language that, um, you know, is not, um, not English or Spanish. So if somebody has a, um, a significant part of their membership that, speaks that is is are they're not english speakers that speak another language um primarily what advice would you give them to get started you know like like you said it's even somebody who's been working on it for a while you acknowledge that there's still ways to go to get everything there if 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 that's the goal um so it can be a little intimidating but what are some what are some first steps what are some things that, that they can start doing to start making an impact and start reaching those folks Andy, that's a, that's a great question. The very first thing that I would recommend, uh, personally myself in, in no matter what language nationality, I would encourage to try to find an individual, um, uh, hire an individual personally myself. Um, I would uh, try to hire an individual that could, uh, relate, um, that can maybe speak the language. Um, I mean, obviously we want to make sure that the individual can, can handle our, uh, yeah, English speaking 
um, members as well. Um, but sure. uh, to having a bilingual, having someone that could actually really relate to whatever nationality or, or uh, language, um, I think that would go a long way personally. That's just my opinion. Sure. Excellent. Well, and it's a, it's an opinion uh, founded in, in a lot of good experience um, over your your time there and your years there. So we really appreciate you sharing some of that that uh, experience and wisdom uh, with us on this episode. Oh no! Well, thank you, Andy, for having me. I really appreciate uh, uh, everything. Uh, this has uh, been really very encouraging. So um, if you guys ever need anything else, just uh, you know, I'm here. Thanks so much. He is Rolando Benitez, the member advocate for Carol EMC. My name is Andy Johns, your host with Word South and Pioneer. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. Story Connect is produced by Word South and Pioneer Utility Resources. Both companies are built to share your story. Our associate producer is Sarah Wooten. Story Connect is engineered by Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studio.